Thank you, young ladies, for that tremendous song, Praise God. Would you turn now in your Bibles, please, to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Some time ago, I was planning to spend some time with our grandson, Yanni. And I said, Yanni, what would you like us to do, sweetheart? What would you like us to do? Well, he sometimes calls me Papa, and other times he calls me Dedo. Dedo is the Macedonian word for grandfather. And Yanni said, Dedo, can you please take me to the dollar store? Well, I got his mother's permission, and so we drove off to the nearby dollar store. Upon arriving, he got himself a shopping cart, which kind of surprised me because I thought we were only going there to pick up two or three items, which he might have wanted. But as we walked up the first shopping aisle, we stopped, and Yanni said, Dedo, I want that. He pulled it off the shelf and put it into the shopping cart. We went a few more feet. He saw something else he liked, and we stopped, and he said, Dedo, I want that. He pulled it off the shelf, and he put it you know where. We walked a little further, and again, the little guy stopped and said, Dedo, I want that. I said, Yanni, I think, I think we got one of those for you last time we came to the dollar Store. I'm pretty sure you have one of those. He said, yes, Dedo, you got me one before, but it broke, and so I need a new one. I said, well, okay, go ahead and get it. I thought we were almost finished uh, with our shopping expedition, but I discovered that he was just getting started. However, I, I didn't mind because each item was only one or two dollars, and he was so thrilled with each item that he selected. I mean, it was uh, a real exciting event for him, and I was delighted because he was so joyous about him being able to uh, choose the various items. Now, some of you are probably going to accuse me of spoiling my grandson, but just so you don't wonder how much I spent on him at the dollar store, I think the bill that day came to around $45, um, $45. Pastor Lisa, that wouldn't be spoiling him, would it? It is? Oh, well, Jan here is nodding her head, suggesting I was spoiling him. Well, anyway, I told you that story. I told you that story to say that as we were going, as we were going through the dollar store, Yanni usually said, I want that. He'd point to it, I want that. Or sometimes he would say, I need that. <laughs> that kind of really caused me to chuckle because I thought, little boy, you really don't need it. It's a want. But anyway, my grandson's words, I want that, have stuck in my mind and when I began to work on this message, I said to myself, 
I hope and pray that as our grandson is growing up, and I hope my wife notices that I'm saying as our grandson is growing up. I'm not saying as my grandson is growing up. Okay, as our grandson is growing up, as each one of our grandchildren grows up, I hope and pray that they will say, I want that. I want that in terms of a spiritual truth. I want that in terms of a spiritual nugget. And that is why I have titled this message today, I want that. I want that. What is it that I really desire for my grandchildren to want? What is it that I really desire for you, for each viewer, each one in the sanctuary here today, to want? Well, here is, here is what is on my mind. It is my hope and prayer that my grandchildren and you and I would truly say this, that we would truly say, I want to be Jesus' witness. I want to be Jesus' witness. And those of you who are watching this message on your cell phone, computer, or television set can see our four-year-old granddaughter, Everly, holding up the sheet Go ahead and put it back up there, please. Uh, holding up the sheet which says, I want to be Jesus' witness. Uh, by the way, radio listeners, radio listeners, um, you too can, can watch the whole Rosewood Church of the Nazarene service uh, when, you, uh, when you wish. Uh, we have a lot of radio listeners that listen on Joy 1250 Radio Sunday mornings at uh, 10.30, which is wonderful, but we only have a half-hour slot there. And if you'd like to watch the entire Rosewood Church service, you can uh, turn to uh, rosewoodchurch.ca, rosewoodchurch.ca. And uh, if you watch the whole service, you'll, you'll get the whole message. Most times, most times, whether it's Pastor Lisa's message or Cindy's or mine, we have to shorten the message for... Uh, for the radio broadcast because we only have the half-hour time slot. But anyway, anyway, it is truly my hope and prayer that my kids and grandkids and that your children as well and your grandkids and you yourselves would say, I want to be Jesus' witness. What does it mean? What does it mean to witness? It basically means to tell others about your belief in Jesus. That's what it means. This is something Jesus said he wants you and me to do. In the Bible, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Acts 1, verse 8, Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, the reason Jesus said, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem was because at that point in time, the disciples were in the city of Jerusalem. Your Jerusalem is whatever city you live in. For a lot of our 
uh, viewers and radio listeners, our city is the greater Toronto area, or more specifically for some of you, it is Scarborough, Markham, Pickering, Ajax, Whitby, Oshawa, Mississauga, uh, Burlington, Oakville, Brampton, whatever. Now others of you, others of you who are watching the service in, uh, in the United States, the Caribbean, Guyana, England, Sri Lanka, the city is of course wherever you find yourself. Now Jesus also said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem throughout Judea. Judea was basically the area west of the Dead Sea in that first century. It was, it was a Roman province, in fact, and the, the equivalent for us in the uh, Toronto area would, of course, be the province, the larger province of Ontario. For you viewers who live in the city of New York, your state, of course, is New York. Now, Jesus also said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. Samaria. Samaria was the central region of Israel bordered by Galilee in the north and Judea in the south. Then Jesus said, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. What was Jesus saying? He was saying he wanted us to tell others about our faith in Jesus. That's what he, he wanted. He wanted us and wants us to tell about our faith in Jesus to those who live in the city or town that we are a part of, to those in the province or state in which our city is found in, to those in regions outside of our province and to the ends of the earth, everywhere else. And one of the main ways by which we try to tell others about Jesus to the ends of the earth is by giving to world missions to support our missionaries. Thank you to, to you who give faithfully to world missions. Praise God. I, I want to invite us today, I want to invite us to, to recommit yourself, to recommit ourselves to being Jesus' witness, his witness, where you live, where you work, where you go to school, where you do your grocery shopping, where you do your banking, wherever you find yourself. And you and I don't. You and I don't have to be afraid and think we need to be Jesus' witness on our own. No, I want you to notice in Acts 1.8, Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. You will receive power. You and I need, we need the Holy Spirit's power to, to help tell others that Jesus loves them. And because of his love, Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for their sins. And then on the third day, Jesus was victorious, victorious over death. And he is now in heaven preparing a place for all who will believe in him. Holy Spirit, give us your power. Holy Spirit, give us your power to be your witness. Amen? Amen. I was glad recently when I heard, heard of something, our, our four-year-old granddaughter, whose picture you saw earlier, our four-year-old granddaughter Everly did. 
One, one Saturday, she was talking over the phone with another little girlfriend of hers. And as they were getting ready to hang up, her little friend said to her, this was on the Saturday, her little friend said, Everly, tomorrow, Sunday, I will phone you again in the morning so we can have some more fun together. Well, Everly said to her, please, please don't, don't call me in the morning because Sunday mornings, my dad, my mom, my little brother and I, we all watch church together. We watch church together. I can't talk with you in the morning. Please phone me after lunch. Now, I don't think four-year-old Everly really realized what she was doing, but essentially she was telling her little friend that God is important to her, and so she needed to watch their church service, the Connect Church of the Nazarene service from Ajax. In her own little way, she was being a little witness indirectly. It is my hope and prayer that my grandkids and that you and I will live our lives saying, I want, I want to be Jesus' witness. Amen? All right. It is also my hope and prayer for our grandchildren and for you and for me to say, I want to be courageous about my faith in Jesus. I want to be courageous about my faith in Jesus. And those of you who are watching the video of this service can see 22-month-old uh, my 22-month-old grandson Paxton holding up the sign which says, I want to be courageous about my faith in Jesus. Paxton and his sister, Everly, are the children of our son, Jeremy, and his wife, Kirby. The interesting thing about little Paxton is that he already does have a lot of courage. His father and mother have to constantly watch what he is climbing on at home, uh, climbing on in the backyard uh, or out in the play playground when they take him to the park. He doesn't seem to have much fear until, of course, he falls and he hurts himself. And we certainly hope and pray that his courage, his courage as a little boy, would, will develop into, into being courageous, courageous about his faith in Jesus, just as in the Bible, Peter showed tremendous courage about his faith in Christ. There had been a time, for instance, there had been a time when Jesus was arrested and Peter denied knowing Jesus three times. Three times before the rooster crowed that night. Later, however, the Peter who had been a coward, the Peter who had been a coward was filled with courage. And when some people made fun of the disciples, listen, listen to what, what Peter said in Acts Chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. 
Peter said. Then Peter, then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. And then look, look further down, look further down in Acts 2, verse 22, where he says, People of Israel, listen. In fact, why don't you read it with me from your screen? Read, read this passage from your screen with me. Acts 2, beginning in verse 22. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. Death could not keep him in its grip. Amen. We see what? We see Peter being courageous about his faith. Holy Spirit, power gives us courage to speak about our faith. Amen. I like what Acts 4 verse 31 says. That says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. They were filled and they preached the word of God with boldness. May the Holy Spirit empower you and you and you and you and you and you and each of us, you who are viewing today, may the Spirit of God empower us to do the same, to have his power, to share the love of Jesus. Amen. There is something else that I hope and pray our grandchildren and you and I will long for, and it is this. I hope our grandkids will say, and that you and I will say, I want God to perform miraculous signs and wonders. I want the Lord to perform miraculous signs and wonders. Everly and little Paxton can be seen in this next picture introducing this uh, additional truth. Acts chapter 2 verse 43 says, A deep sense of awe came over them. Them referring to the early Christians. Came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. Sometimes in the Bible, miraculous signs and wonders are simply referring to referring to miracles. In Acts 
chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, we read of the miracle, the miracle of how God used Peter to heal a man who had been crippled from birth. Peter said, through faith, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Before your very eyes. You and I can pray and call upon the Lord through the power of his Holy Spirit to perform signs and wonders, to perform miracles. Our worship teams sometimes beautifully lead us in the singing of of the song that says, He's a miracle-working God. He's a miracle-working God. My God is a wonder. My God is a miracle. He's a miracle-working God. Yes. In Acts chapter 12, verses 6 through 19, we read of Peter's miraculous escape from prison. Peter said, The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. That's Acts 12, verse 11. Most of you, most of you will hopefully never find yourself in a literal prison as was the case with Peter. However, some people live in a variety of other prisons. Yeah. There is, for instance, there is the prison of of anger and bitterness that sometimes people are, are locked into and can't seem to get out of. You have become filled with anger and bitterness and it's eaten away at you. It's like a prison. And other people sometimes find themselves in the the prison of depression. Depression. Some are in the prison of overspending. Overspending. I'm sure some of you know folks who are overspending. There are others who are in the prison of harboring an unforgiving spirit unforgiving spirit. And there are some who battle sexual addictions. That is a prison for others. And of course, for some, there are the prisons of addiction to to drugs and alcohol, gambling, or pornography. They are prisons of different types. There are a variety of prisons people get into. And many times you and I need God's miracle working power to free us, to free us from, from that prison. And my dear friend, as we think of miracles, as we think of signs and wonders, I want you to know today that whatever prison you might find yourself in, 
whatever it is that you feel cooped up in, whatever it is you feel like you're boxed in with, the good news is through the presence and the power and the work and the help of the Holy Spirit, you can experience victory. You can experience deliverance from that prison. Yes, he is able. He is able, says the chorus. He is able to accomplish more than you can think or imagine. Let it be so, Lord. Let it be so. Let it happen in that person's life, in that person's life. Let it happen in each one of us in accordance with our needs. Amen? Amen? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. He is able. Our Lord is able. Praise his holy name. I have told you that it is my sincere prayer, my hope and prayer that our grandchildren would say things like, I want to be Jesus' witness. It's our hope and prayer that our, our kids and grandkids would say, I, I, want, I want to be courageous about my faith in Jesus. And I want God to perform miraculous signs and wonders. And we want this for each one of you. How can? How can those wants be a reality for our grandchildren and for your children, your grandchildren, for you and for me? There is no doubt that to a certain extent, for most of those wants, there's no doubt that to a certain extent, for most of those wants to become a reality, they require some human effort on your part and mine. However, it takes more. It takes more than human effort. What you and I need is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need the inner workings of the Holy Spirit. Those early Christian believers were filled, says the Bible, with the Holy Spirit. Let me take you back to Acts chapter 2. Cindy read this whole passage earlier. Acts 2, beginning at verse 1, says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And then what looked like flames or tongues of fire, what looked like flames or tongues of fire, appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them 
this ability. Wow. Wow. Today, May 23rd, 2021, is Pentecost Sunday. It is a celebration of what happened in Acts chapter 2 where we just read. And verse 2 tells us there was a sound like a mighty wind. Wind in the Holy Bible represents supernatural, heaven-sent power. Wind symbolizes supernatural, heaven-sent power. And verse 3 says, Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. Fire in the Bible often represents purity. It represents purity, cleansing. And verse 4 says, And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. The fullness of the Holy Spirit brought about in those first century Christians power and purity. The same fullness of the Holy Spirit is able to bring about in your life and mine power and purity, enabling you and me. Enabling us to do what? To be Jesus' witness. Also, to be courageous about our faith in Jesus. Thirdly, to see God perform miraculous signs and wonders. And in part two of this message in the near future, we will see what else the fullness of the Holy Spirit is able to bring about in your life and mine. And so now I want to ask you to bow your head with me wherever you are, wherever you're viewing or listening. And I want, I want to lead us in this prayer. And if this prayer expresses the desire of your heart, would you please pray it wherever you are? Let us pray. Dear Lord, yes, Lord. We see what happened on Pentecost. We read of how you filled those first century Christians. You filled them with your Holy Spirit. They experienced the fullness of the Spirit of God. Lord, we need we need what they experience. Yes, Lord, fill us. Fill us with your Spirit. Fill us anew. Fill us afresh that we might truly be Jesus' witnesses. That we might truly be courageous about our faith in Jesus. That we might see more and more God perform miraculous signs and wonders for your honor and your glory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, dear Lord, we pray for the work and the ministry and the touch, the touch of your Holy Spirit 
the Holy Spirit that came down upon the day of Pentecost. Lord, as I think of the beautiful hymn the musicians sang at the start of this service about Pentecost, do it again, Lord. We need our personal, our personal, individual Pentecost. Yes. Yes, Lord. Breathe, breathe upon each of us. We need Thee. We need Thee every hour. We need You, dear God. We need the work of Your Holy Spirit to live the kind of Christian life you want us to live, to be the man, the woman, the teenager, the child you want us to be. And I pray, I pray, I pray, dear Lord, as our children and grandchildren are growing up, I pray, Lord, that they, whether they're, whether they're 22 months or four years old or six years old or 16 years old, Oh, Lord, I pray that our, our children and grandchildren would say, yes, yes, my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my grandfather truly, truly have the fullness of the Holy Spirit working in their lives. They're not perfect, they're not perfect, but they sure depend upon the Spirit of God to guide them, to help them to be Jesus' witness, to be courageous, to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Let it be so, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, how true those words are, that indeed we are desperate people for you, that without you our life does not make sense, but we thank you that with you you give us direction, you give us hope and peace and all that we could ever need. And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us Help us as your people to continue to desire more and more of you. Lord, may your Holy Spirit come once again and fill us, empower us. Help us truly to be your witnesses, to show others who you are. We pray that you would move and have your way in our lives. And God, we thank you for who you are. So may you help us to truly say, I want that. I want that. I want the presence and the power of your spirit evident in my life in every area. And so, God, may you fill us up and send us out so that we can be your hands and feet and a blessing in this world. Bless your people, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and we wish you all a wonderful and a blessed week. Take care.